is Scott from Dragon Soul. Um, this is Dragon Soul cast number four, the Draft 2022 Preview Edition. I um, this is actually the fourth time I've tried recording this because I've just had numerous issues doing this. So hopefully I've got a good practice on uh, what I've done and a good handle on what I want to talk to you about. So um, for those of you who are unaware, the draft is coming up. It, it will take place on the 20th of October. Um, usually in a hotel in Yokohama. I haven't actually checked that far. Um, and uh, real good, exciting stuff. We get to see which sort of new players um, might come into the NPV um, from the amateur ranks. That includes high school, college, and the corporate leagues or the Shakaijin leagues. Um, so there will be many players drafted from each of these levels and uh, seems to be like a particularly strong uh, position player draft this year, I think, with a lot of infielders. So it'll be interesting to see um, what the uh, makeup of each draft class is going to be. So to establish things, I will just talk a little bit um, about what I'm going to talk about today. So I'll give you just a quick run through on the construction of the draft this year and how it's going to go down. Um, then I will talk a little bit about some of the top picks that I expect. So I've picked out 12 players that I think will go on at least in the upper two rounds and um, at least highlight, I guess, some of the more well-known names. And then I will go into a specialized sort of dragons area where I'll talk about roster construction um, and changes and what sort of players I think we require. And then I'll make some predictions based on that um, as to who the dragons might end up picking up. But um, so if you are just interested in the draft in general, you probably only need to listen to the first half of this podcast. But if you are keen to hear about um, the dragons in more specific terms, then we can then hang around for that, please. So to start off with, so the draft um, comes around once a year. It's always in October. It's always in the middle of the uh, either the Japan series or the Climax series or whatever it is unfortunately and um, most of the teams obviously are having a break but yeah the front officers come together and uh, have a good old time so the draft goes like this the first round is uh, a free-for-all so everyone will make their selection in the first round it is all um, blind and then each selection is then revealed and anything that has been doubled up they will go to a lottery so, for example, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, uh, Seigi Tanaka, uh, that, he, <laughs> that was a while ago now, uh, about five years ago. Uh, he was uh, one of the top arms at the draft. Um, the Hawks ended up getting him, but I think about seven teams or something silly were in for him. So each of the seven teams selected Seigi Tanaka, and then um, basically there was a raffle. So all of these, all, a lot of uh, seven tickets got put into the box and either a front office official or the manager will pull, pull out the ticket. And on that ticket is a mark that says Kosho Geng Shutoko or something like that. So you've got the, the rights to negotiate. Um, this will, um, so basically whoever wins that, then all the teams that uh, didn't double, double up, get their picks straight up. And anyone who did double up has to go back to choose again. So this process continues until everyone has got one player in the first round. 
So if there are continual contestations, it'll just continually keep going. It could be rounds upon rounds of uh, cont contested picks if the team sort of uh, really uh, get eye in on uh, certain players. So I'll give you just one interesting episode just because... Um, you know, the draft is, it's always fun. I mean, back in 2015, I think it was, uh, Mitsuru Manaka of the Swallows went into a, uh, a lottery for, I believe it was Shun Takayama with the uh, Hanshin Tigers. And um, he pulled out a ticket and thought he was, he thought he won. Uh, he thought he got the rights for Takayama, but uh, he was wrong. Um, so it was quite funny. He was, he was having a big old celebration but NPV officials then sort of double-checked and um, found that he was wrong. So um, from that day on, the draft has a very clear, um, on the tickets, the winning ticket is very clear whether or not you got the player or not, um, so as not to miss that, have that mistake again. It's a, There's a quite a few, a, a rich history of incidents that have changed the, uh, the way the draft um, occurs. Um, and I won't go into them all right here. Maybe that's uh, a podcast for another day. But um, it's interesting that uh, a lot of these regulations come about because uh, certain teams or certain players abused certain rules or regulations at the time, um, or they were just too strong or whatever. But anyway, um, so I will just... So I've outlined the first round there. So the second round is different. So the second round is this is very similar to the MMB draft. So the weakest team or the the poor... The, team with the poorest record will generally go first. However, um, this is decided each year as to which league will go first. So um, in the past, um, it's changed a few times over the years, but the, the winner of the All-Star game was used to be the first to pick. Um, in Before that, I believe it was the team with the best record in interleague. Um, and before that, I think it was something silly like um, uh, which team overall had the better record or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's changed a few times, but now it's just rotating um, for no particular reason. So last year it was the Central League that went first. So this year it will be the Pacific League. So that means the, uh, the bottom team from the Pacific League this year, um, I'm not sure of the fighters, I guess, will get their uh, pick first. And um, then after that'll be the Dragons, and then after that'll be, I guess, was it the Eagles or the Lotte that finished fifth? Um, whichever. One of those, that team will go next, and it, you know, it'll go back and forth like that. But um, essentially the first second round pick will go to the Fighters, and the second second round pick will go to the Dragons. Um, and yeah, obviously the Swallows will go get the last pick of the second round. Um, and then they sort of double back. So then the Swallows will have another pick and then they'll come back for the third round, um, sort of going zigging, zagging back and forth. So that's that's basically the draft. Um, there are an unlimited amount of rounds. It just depends on how many, how many uh, players each team wants. Um, a team can decide to just tap out after X amount of selections. Um, usually most teams will draft five to six players or more. Um, in rare years, you'll see 10. I think the most in one year was like 18 or something. It was ridiculous. I think it was the carp in the 70s or something or the 80s. Um, but it doesn't happen very often because obviously you need the roster space for those players. So um, all of the players that go in this uh, 
main draft round have to be given a full-time rostered deal, so they go towards the 70-man roster. Um, so I, that, that's why around this time of the year as well, you see a lot of players getting released in their Senyoku guy notices. Um, so that's 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 that. Um, so yeah, um, where was I? All right, so that's basically the um, the gist of the draft. So after that first main round, there is a development round. So the development round is for players to be put on a, a developmental contract. They're all roughly the same value as far as I know, about $40,000 a year. And um, players do not get do not count to the roster uh, limits and they they cannot play with the first team. That's their contract. And if the team is uh, impressed enough with them, they'll sign them to a full-time deal and they'll be allowed to play with the first team. But um, as a development contracted player, they can play on the farm team. Um, in terms of, say, the Giants and the Hawks, they have massive amounts of development players to fill out their, their um, various farm teams. The Giants have three farm teams. The Hawks are adding a fourth next year, so probably expect to see a lot of developmental picks this year to sort of fill out that extra roster. Um, and I believe the Lions and the Carp have also sort of looked at third um, third teams, but I'm not entirely sure what the uh, progression is there. Um, so that's basically that. That's 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 all all of it in a nutshell. Um, so let's let's get into some more of the predictions. So as I mentioned, this year's a bit uh, infielder heavy, but um, I think most of the top talents are actually outfielders, and there's lots of um, decent pitchers out there as well, which there are every year. Um, but I'd say this year um, is more of a an, a position player class than it is a pitcher class. Um, so we'll we'll get straight into it. So the top picks. So the first three guys I will talk about here, I think, will be the most contested and will probably um, attract the most attention in the media as well. So first off the list, I have Shogo Asano. Now, Shogo Asano is an outfielder from Takamatsu Commercial High School. He is a stocky little uh, power hitter. Um, he's hit 67 home runs in his three years in high school. He's got a full swing, high bat speed, good launch angle, and he's a very good defender. Um, he's got a good arm. He's relatively quick. Um, he is a bit on the short side, 170 centimeters or 5'5", and 83 kilograms, so a bit more heavy set at 182 pounds. Um, depending on who you talk to, he can hit, he can switch hit, um, but he throws yeah, with the right hand, um, right arm. So the, I guess the good thing about Arsenal is that if he doesn't work as an outfield, you could put him in the infield somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, he's an interesting player. It looks as though he's really got that um, that swing and that explos explosiveness that could um, net him a lot of home runs, but um, he's not the largest guy. I mean, to, to put someone in terms of comparable size, we're talking about Masataka Yoshida of the Buffaloes, who himself is not particularly big either. I think he's about 5'6", five, 5'5". Five, five. But he's the only player of that size that I can think of that has had considerable success hitting lots of home runs. I could be missing dozens of other players, but... Um, 
my impression is that you need a little bit more leverage. Um, but anyway, well, that's 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 Arsene also. He's um, the Yomiuri Giants have confirmed that they will be picking Arsenal in the first round. Um, it'll be interesting to see if there are other teams that'll be interested to go into a lottery with the Giants to try and steal him. Um, I'm really not sure, um, but I think Arsenal is the has the highest potential of um, any of the talents available at the draft this year although perhaps not the floor of some of the others. Um, yeah, so that's why, that's one of the reasons the Giants are in from anyway. So next up, I've got Takuya Hiruma of Waseda University. He's an outfielder, um, I'd say probably a corner outfielder. Uh, he's a slugger type. He can spray the ball across the park, so that means he can go oppo and he, um, he can pull the ball as well. Um, he's good on in-course uh, pitches and good on out-course pitches as well. Very good base running, fairly fast around the bases. Um, there's a lot to like about Hiruma and uh, what he can do with a bat. Um, 176 centimeters, so 5'7", and 87 kilo, or 191 pounds. Um, again, similar to um, Arsenal and being a bit heavy set, but uh, he's also not the tallest, again, um, at 5'7". Um, but so far, the Sabre Lions have expressed that they will be choosing Hiruma in the first round. And as I think as a left-field outfield bat, um, sorry, a left-handed outfield bat, you'd be pretty happy with Hiruma to slot right in uh, either this year or next year. Um, I think the Lions could probably do with the help, and maybe they were secretly hoping that they'd be able to get Shogo Akeyama to come back home, although he went to the carp. So um, interested to see how Hiruma does and how many other teams will be in for him. I think there'll be a little bit more uh, interest for Hiruma. I think he's more polished than Arsenal, but perhaps doesn't have quite as high a ceiling. Um, there's still, you know, the the products that come out of Waseda are pretty well polished, and um, you know, I, I wish him well wherever he goes. But um, he'll be a good a good contributor for any team, I believe. So next up, this is. One of the more interesting choices uh, at this year's draft, a potential two-way player in Kota Yazawa. Now, Kota Yazawa is, uh, uh, he can, he's a lefty, left bat, lefty bat, lefty pitcher, and he's from the Nihon uh, Sports Science University in Tokyo. He's a power pitcher that tops at about 152 kmh or 94 mile per hour. He's got good spin um, with a slider, curve, and a changeup. So as a, he's got a good um, pitcher, a pitch mix for a left-handed pitcher. He's about 5'6", um, 173 centimetres, and 71 kilograms, or 156 pounds. Um, as, a, as a hitter, he seems to be um, fairly decent. I don't think his hitting's quite as highly rated, but um, one comment I've heard is that uh, if Yazawa was just a pitcher or just a position player, he probably wouldn't go in the first round. Um, that's sort of where his current level is at. So the fact that he's a possible two-way option is going to attract players because uh, attract teams because you can see upside on both sides of the plate. Um, but uh, it looks as though at the moment it is the Nippon Ham Fighters that are going to select him in the first round. They are they have um, gone public with their choice, and um, they're hoping to have a a good old go. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if they take the Otani route and actually see if they can promise him that he can do the two-way thing with the fighters in the NPV. 
Um, and this might end up scaring off other teams if they're not as committed because Yazawa might decide that he will refuse them uh, or refuse selection if they uh, choose him. So it's it's possible the fighters might get a clear run at him, but it's possible other teams may be interested in signing him as well as a possible two-way option. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dragons make a try to go after him as well. The Nihon Sports Science University and the Dragons have a bit of a connection. I think the, the coach of the baseball team is a former Dragons player. And um, we got uh, Hiroto Mori from uh, the same program not too long ago. Um, but I think, I don't think that's where they should go, but it is possible where they might go. Moving on. So um, I think those are the top three talents anyway, with Hiruma, Yazawa, and Asano. Um, what or at least the most high profile anyway. Now I'll go into a few other players. So this will include pitchers and, well, whatever else. Um, we have, first off, Ryuhei Sotani, who I believe is probably the best left-handed pitcher available at the draft. He's a power pitcher. It tops out at 152 kmh or 94 miles per hour. He's got a slider and a cutter. He's a strikeout pitcher. Um, 183 centimetres tall or six foot and 79 kilo or 174 pounds. He's um, looks like he's wanted by the Tigers and the Dragons so far. Um, I'd like to see the Dragons go after him. He would slot in quite well into the rotation, but um, I'm sure the Tigers would be happy to have him as well. I think any team would be happy to have an additional left-handed pitcher with that kind of velocity. Um, so he's from Harcourt University, so another college level arm. So next up, now this one is an interesting one. I wasn't going to originally include him in the profile because, or in this preview, because I didn't think he'd go in the first round. But uh, Ikine Itza, who is a, um, a Japanese-born to Nigerian parents infielder from Homare High School in Aichi Prefecture, um, he's a shortstop. And it is the only reason I've included him here is because the Hawks have declared that they will be selecting him in the first round. I think they'll probably get a straight line at him, but um, we'll, we'll see. So Itsuo is actually, I, I think this guy's a really interesting player. I, I'm really keen to see how he does at this level, but he's physically very good. Um, he's three tool player with decent pop. The wide range as a fielder, like, you know, they, they comment on how good his fielding is. He can really cover a lot of ground. And he's quite a big lad too, 184 centimetre with uh, 83 kilos, so six foot, 182 pounds. Um, and throws right, hits left. Um, it's very unusual to find a shortstop that hits right. Um, yeah, so it's it sort of looks really interesting to me. And I was actually secretly hoping that he'd last until the second round or so, so the Dragons could pick him up. But um, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So the Hawks have um, uh, probably picking him up to uh, be the next Kente Imamiya. Um, who himself was getting a little bit older now. And this kind of high upside signing will be, um, I guess, important for covering that uh, organisational depth at shortstop um, when when the time comes that Imamiya needs to step down. Um, yeah, but I think Itoa could be a really, really, really handy player. Okay, next up. So this is the first and only catcher on the list, Shion Matsuo from Osaka Toin, uh, the very famous... Um, high school program of Osaka. They won like three high school national high school titles in a row. You know, they're just um, they're, they're the 
P.L. Gokoen of the 2000s. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so Matsuo is a hitting catcher, uh, probably an average a guy that can hit for average. He's uh, good at getting around pitches that are inside and uh, decent speed on the bases. And as a catcher, he's got a, a good pop time at a 1.9 seconds. And he's a very good defender behind the plate. I think um, this is basically the upside for Matsuo is, I think, probably akin to someone like Akihiro Yano, who is the outgoing manager for the for the Tigers. So someone that can hit for a bit of average and um, uh, be a, a good defender behind the plate. So he's 5'8", 165 pounds, or 178 centimetre, 75 kilo, right-handed bat. So um, he's an Osaka native, and the Tigers are interested in him. I wouldn't be surprised if they select him in the first round. And also the Bay Stars are reportedly interested as well. I don't think that's where the Bay Stars' need is, but um, the Tigers could probably would be very happy to have him as a possible successor to Ryutaro Umeno when his time is done. Next. So the next bunch of guys are right-handed pitchers, and then I'll finish with an outfielder. Um, I think we're halfway there now. So next up I've got Kojiro Yoshimura from Toshiba. He's a power pitcher um, that tops out at 153 kilometers an hour or 95 mile. Uh, he can throw a high spin fastball in the in the 150s regularly, or in, I guess in the the mid 90s, um, with a slider, cutter, curve, fork, and he's got pretty good control, although not not the best in this um, draft class. And he probably projects to be a relief pitcher. Um, so if you want a right-handed relief pitcher, Yoshimura could be your guy. Um, so 183 centimeters, 80 kilo, or six foot, 176 pounds. Um, righty, righty. Um, so so far, the Lions, Eagles, Dragons, and Carp have registered they're interested. They're, they've listed him up, um, or shortlisted him for a possible selection. I ha I sort of see Yoshimura as perhaps a, a fallback first round pick. So those that miss out on the lottery, they might go after him. I'd be surprised to see him go in that first round, um, uh, the first round of picks. Right, next up is a similar kind of profile player with in Takahisa Masada. To be honest, a lot of these guys profile very similar. Um, Right-handed pitcher from Tokyo Gas, so another Shakaijin um, corporate league guy. He's a power pitcher, tops out 153 kilometers an hour, has a cutter, slider, curveball, forkball with good control. Um, not not as tall as uh, Yoshimura at only 175 centimeters, which is 5'7", but a bit stockier at 87 kilograms or 189 pounds. So once again, the Eagles are supposedly interested in him, and the Tigers and Bay Stars have got um, keeping tabs on him as well. And uh, he's probably one of the has one of the better velocities in this um, year's draft class. But there's a number of pitchers that um, can hit that 153 mark. Next up, Shoma Kanemura of Fuji University. So this guy is ready to go. He can slot into a, um, I'm guessing, probably a relief role, but his uh, pitch mix is probably okay for a starter. Um, he's uh, tops out at 150 kilometers an hour or 93 mile per hour. He's got spin on the fastball, he takes, he, he takes strikeouts. He's got a good slider, curveball, splitter and an excellent control. Um, on second thought, I think looking at that pitch mix is probably better suited to being a, a reliever. Um, but uh, yeah, he's 176 centimeters, 78 kilogram 
um, or five seven hundred and seventy two pounds. Uh, uh, he seems to be attracting attracting a bit of attention. I think there is quite um, a bit of significant um, interest in that spin on his fastball. It's uh, pretty deadly, from what I understand, um, and that's attracting the Eagles, Carp, and Tigers um, to have a look at him. And to be honest, I'm, the, the most most of the noise I've been reading is the Eagles. I might even go in for him in the first round. We'll see what happens. All right, next up is Corsair Shoji. Now, this guy's probably not quite on the same level, but it's got um, a bit of upside that makes him interesting. So he's from Rikyo University in Tokyo. Um, he's got a great fastball. He is a power pitcher. Tops at 154 kilometers an hour, which is 95.6 miles per hour. That makes him probably the, the out of, at least this list, it has the highest velo out of any of the um, players I've listed up. He's got a cutter, a curveball, and a splitter, but his control isn't so great. Um, one of the good things I think about this guy is that he's got more leverage. He's 188 centimeters tall, which is 6'1", and 88 kilograms, so 194 pounds. So he's quite big. And I think there's, um, as long as you can get him to throw strikes, um, he'll be quite a good, um, probably, reliever. So, um, yeah, I, again, if you're looking for that sort of youngish reliever with high upside, but maybe a bit of a lower floor than some of the other um, Shakai Jin League guys, then um, Shoji might be your guy. Um, so, and reportedly the fighters in the cup uh, have taken notes on him. Um, next up, second last one, I've got Riku Kikuchi um, from Senshu University. Power, a power pitcher that throws for strikes. He tops out 152 kilometers an hour or 94 miles per hour. Got slider, curveball, two seam fastball, and a changeup. Um, he's uh, 183 centimeters tall, 93 kilo, or six foot with 205 pounds. He's a big boy. Um, throws right, bats left. Um, he, this guy has sort of come out of nowhere, actually, in a way. Um, last year, he didn't get much attention, but this year, with uh, Central University, he's been putting up some really good numbers. Um, he's developed. Uh, a lot more. I think he's put a, a few more miles on his fastball, and he's getting good results in uh, the. I think it's the Toldo uh, leagues in um, in Tokyo, and um, yeah, I think he will definitely be in the mix in the first in the top two rounds, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him go in the first round as one of those um, backup picks or Hazuriichi picks that they have. And last but not least, I've got an outfielder, which is Shota Morishita. Now, Shota Morishita has power, and lots of it. Um, he's a right-handed hitter, um, plenty of distance when he hits the ball, but maybe needs to work on hitting the ball a bit more because he strikes out a lot. Um, he's got good base running and a strong arm, so there's high ceiling, but you need to work on his plate discipline to get anything out of him, I think. Um, he's going to strike out a lot otherwise, and uh, that's something that teams will need to be careful of if they go in for him. I still expect him to go in the first couple of rounds. Um, the Carp, Dragons, and Lions are reportedly interested, um, and he's, again, not, not too tall, but 181 centimetres at 5'9", and 86 kilo, or 109 pounds, 189 pounds. So that's where he is. Um, so overall, you can sort of see a bit um, of how... What, what sort of uh, players are available at the draft this year? Um, I think there's a really good mix of um, sort of infield, well, sorry, yeah, infield, outfield, and uh, pitching talent. 
I think, at least in my list, though, there's mostly right-handed pitchers and outfielders, but we've got a, a shortstop and a, a catcher and a couple of lefties in there as well. Um, so once again, I've got for the top three of the draft, I think will be Shogo Asano, Takuya Hiroma, and Kota Yazawa. I believe the best pitcher at the draft, or one of the best pitchers at the draft, is Ryuhei Sotani. Um, then we have shortstop Ikine Itsuwa of Homare High School, uh, Shion Matsuo of Osaka Toin, the catcher, Kojiro Yoshimara, the right-handed pitcher from Toshiba, Takehisa Masuda, the right-handed pitcher from Tokyo Gas, Shoma Kanemura, the right-handed pitcher from Fuji University, Kosei Shoji, the right-handed pitcher from Rikyo University, Riku Kikuchi, the right-handed pitcher from Senshu University, and Shota Morishita, the outfielder from Chuo University. Um, I've gone pretty heavy with uh, university talent and uh, Shakaijin talent here. Not a lot of high schoolers, but I think that's reflective of the quality um, of the players this year. And I think also of the lost time that uh, the players had in development in the last couple of years. Um, so in terms of, uh, so the confirmed picks, I'll go over them once more. So the Giants are definitely in for Arsenal. The Lions are in for Hiruma. The Fighters are in for Yazawa. And the Hawks are in for Itua. Uh, Kanzo the Dragons have confirmed that they will not be publicising their pick, um, and I have not heard anything from the other teams just yet. Um, so far, we had... Um, so I'm going to make some bold predictions about how many teams are going to choose these players in the very first round. So for Shogo Arsenal, I think we're going to get four teams, which I think is... A relatively decent prediction based on what's happened in the past with uh, high ceiling high school talents like Akira Neo and uh, Taka Ishikawa among others. So I'm going to pick four teams. So there'll be three others fighting it out with the Giants. Um, Taka Hiruma I think will get three suitors um, with the Lions and two other teams. Kota Yazawa I think will get maybe at least one other team interested in him as long as there hasn't been that uh, back off sort of decree. Um, I think Ryuhei Sotani will have one team trying to angle in for him, and I think that'll be the Dragons, hopefully. And one team probably in for Itua. I don't think anyone else needs a shortstop that badly. And probably one team in for Matsuo in the first round. Although, we'll see. I think if you want to catch her, then you have to get him in the first that first uh, pick. Um, otherwise, unless you're um, uh, prioritising other things. But anyway... So that's my prediction. And we will revisit this next week when I uh, do a review. Uh, maybe not next week, but maybe the week after. I'm going to do a review of the draft. Um, so to let you know, the draft is normally telecast on TBS. Um, there are websites that uh, broadcast it. If you type into um, Google, um, assuming you have Japanese script available, draft also uh, around the draft day it should probably come up um, in the previous years from overseas I have uh, viewed it through the sports bull app that sports bull is in the uh, you know the cow with the horns um, the app has been it's connected to a few other streaming services in Japan and they often show the uh, the inter inner city tournament for the Shikaijin leagues and they show the 
Tokyo Big Six University League, as well as um, they have connections with the, the Koshien, I think through the Mainichi newspaper or something. Um, so you can watch a lot of streams through that, theoretically, if they aren't geo-blocked. In, in the past, the draft has not been geo-blocked, so it should be okay. But be aware that the uh, stream has been iffy in the past. But uh, Sportsball, you may need the Japan App Store to access it. Otherwise, um, maybe check in with NPB Reddit um, or Reddit, you know, our NPB on the day of the draft, and there will probably be a draft thread and someone will probably drop a link to a broadcast if you're interested. So that's the draft for um, all of the teams. Now I'm going to go into some very um, specific Dragons talk. So first up, I'm going to talk a little bit about the roster because we've cleaned out the roster a little bit. We've lost guys like uh, Korsuke Fukudome, it's uh, Masaru Watanabe, and we've lost um, Ryoko Hirata and a number of other players. Um, we kicked out 10 players, I think, in total, including two development players in the off-season so far. Um, I dare say that'll probably be the, the last of it. But we lost a lot of players, so um, we need to uh, get some more. <laughs> um, so basically I've analysed um, the team from a couple of different angles. I've tried to look at basically overall age. Do we need, you know, a specific, you know, a, do we need a college-aged player or is it okay if we introduced a Shikaijin League sort of aged player or do we need more high schoolers to fill out the roster? I sort of considered all these things when thinking about who we need. Um, I've also taken into account you know, do we need right-handed hitters or left-handed hitters, right-handed pitchers or left-handed pitchers, and um, sort of that. That's basically, and also roughly, if um, where the players are trending. So, if, um, for example, all of the left-handed pitchers are trending downwards, then maybe we need to look at getting a left-handed pitcher. If um, you know all of our outfielders are trending upwards, then we probably need to put less emphasis on getting a, an outfielder. So I think these are all things that uh, will influence the draft. And I will sort of put forward a list that's both semi-realistic and also sort of me projecting what I want the team to go after as well. But this is all of my research is based on a number of different articles and resources that I've found online that talk about the drafts. And um, I think I've given a relatively realistic representation of a um, potential draft sheet for the Dragons. So to start off with, um, looking at age, first off. So looking at the outfield, um, yeah, it's actually kind of young, um, which is surprising. Um, once you take away Hirata and uh, Fukudome, the uh, average age goes down quite a bit. So at the moment, the um, the... There's not a whole lot of older players in the outfield. It's only Yohei Oshima, who is one of the team's best players, and uh, Shohei Kato, who are over 30. Um, or Kato's. Well, I mean, technically you could add Nobumasa Fukuda as a potential left fielder, but um, he still registers an infielder, so I'm going to ignore that. Um, but yeah, those are the only two players. Oshima and Kato are the only two players over 30. So there's not really a, a need to youthify Euthanize, haha. <laughs> um, euthify the uh, outfield so much. Although I would argue that when we look at our options, there's only three left-handed hitters, um, including 
Shinta Goto, who was pretty ineffectual this year. Um, Yohei Oshima, who is probably one of the best hitters. Yuki Okabayashi, who has proven himself to be very useful. And I don't know if this is really an option, but Guillermo Garcia, the uh, Cuban, the 22-year-old Cuban hitter, who I think is probably more likely to take over from Vichyoto at first base than he is to start in left field all the time. But uh, he did play a bit of left field this year. Um, there's also uh, Pedro Revilla, but I think Revilla is actually right-handed, so we'll ignore that. Um, basically, yeah, so I think in terms of the outfield mix, we've got two left-handed, um, really good left-handed hitters, and then we've got guys like Kosuke Ito and uh, Kenta Bright and Kosuke Ukai that can all sort of hit right-handed, that can then um, take up other areas of the uh, outfield. So in terms of right-handers, we've got Yuma Fukumoto, who's sort of playing a bit more uh, sort of first base recently. We've got Pedro Rivia, obviously, Kosuke Ukai, uh, Hironori Miyoshi, Bright, uh, Yuya Gunji, and as I mentioned, Kosuke Ito, and even Ariel Martinez could be considered part of that mix. So in terms of right-handers, I think there's a lot of potential there. I don't think the team need is in a right-handed outfield bat. Um, however, Oshima is now 36, and we don't know how long his production will continue. And Yuki Okabayashi has only just come up, and although he did extremely well this year, um, I don't think we can rely on him just yet to be a significant contributor for years to come. So I think it's important for the team to go after a left-handed outfielder or left-handed hitting outfielder based on that. Um, so when we look at the infielders, it's a slightly different story. Um, there are a few older players. We have uh, Toshiki Abe, uh, Taiki Mitsumata, Nobumasa Fukuda, Naomichi Donoe, and Dan Bisiedo, who are all the wrong side of 30. And um, even, yeah, even Shuhei Takahashi will probably be 20. 28, 29 next year, Kyoto is similar. So I think there's a bit of a need for a younger player in the infield. And uh, other thing I've noticed is that in terms of infield bats, there's only four, potentially five left-handed infielders. Um, Shuei Takahashi is one of them. Um, then we have Wataru Takamatsu, who played a bit of outfield under Yoda, so I'm not really sure what his position is. Uh, Yota Kyoda, who is, has not been doing particularly well. Hayato Mizawaki, who was a decent contributor this year, but he's 28, and Yuku Tsujira, of, uh, who was who filled in quite um, adequately at uh, shortstop for the last half of the season. So I think looking at that, I mean, all of these guys are light hitting. Um, maybe you could argue that Shuhei isn't, um, but these are all sort of not not really trending upwards guys, if that makes sense. So I would argue that the team needs a second baseman or a shortstop. I think preferably a left-handed one, although a right-handed one probably wouldn't go amiss if they're going to play second base. Um, and there are one or two guys in the draft that they could go after at second base, but I think a shortstop or at least a guy with upside that can play shortstop or second base might be the way to go. Um, just to improve that those options in the middle infield.
And uh, going on, so lastly, the catches, oh, before I get into pitches, obviously, um, in terms of position players, catches, there's a good sort of mix of youth and experience, I think. Shota Ono, Taka Kinoshita, and Hirori Katsura are all over 30, um, but they are good players. Um, I mean, Katsura plays a role as a backup, that's fine. And then we've got Taisei Miya and Kota Ishibashi on the other side. That um, are just progressing as good young catchers. Ishibashi, I think, will be the main catcher in a couple of if not next year, maybe the year after. Um, so there's, I think the options are okay, but we've only got five of them. So we need at least one more. And I think I don't think we need a particularly high upside catcher, but just another catcher that could potentially be good and potentially be first-team quality. Um so I'd suggest maybe going after younger catcher to sort of fill up, fill out the roster a little bit there because we lost Yuya Gunji and um, Ariel Martinez to the outfield. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll need an extra catcher. And uh, next up, so pitchers. So basically I've identified just three um, left-handed starters that are any good. Um, there's a bunch of guys that could potentially be in a swing role, maybe. Um, but overall, the team probably needs another left-hand starter. There's only Kotaro Ueda, um, Yudai Ono, and Shinosuke Ogasawara that have proven anything in the last season. And Ueda was not particularly, um, you know, it's his first season, so we don't know what to expect next year. Um, I would be interested to see if there's someone like uh, Hashimoto, yeah, Yuki Hashimoto, will be really um, put into that starting role. And I guess that will depend probably who they pick up at the draft. Um, he was quite successful as a reliever under Yoda, and I think the team tried to convert him back to being a starter because he was a starter in college. Um, but to limited success. So basically pretty much every player that they've tried to turn back into a starter has failed, and that includes um, uh, Toshio Okada as well, who um, is trending sort of downwards as a result. Um, otherwise, left-handed options, it's there's not really a lot to be happy with. Um, there's no one that's really trending upwards, uh, apart from maybe Ueda. Um, Kenshin Kakikoshi hasn't really done a whole lot, but, you know, nothing negative. And it's probably only Shota Fukushima, who's still a development player, um, that has potential upside as a left-handed starter. Um, yeah, and the team have to prepare to lose Takahiro Matsuba as well, so, um, who was a free agent this year. So I think um, Shota Fukushima could be an option in the future, but I think the team needs someone of that college age to um, step up now as a starter. And um, in terms of relievers, as I sort of mentioned, there's no one that's really on the up. So I, I'd suggest getting another left-handed pitcher to uh, throw into the mix. Um, I guess preferably someone with a bit more upside, but um, I think it's going to be hard to find some of the kind of upside the team probably need as sort of a potential even middle relief role or lefty killer um, in the bullpen, which, uh, yeah, so I'm not going to put too much focus on that. So basically coming back to this, I've identified a few areas. So essentially we need probably a left-handed, uh, two left-handed pitchers, one preferably uh, ready-to-go starter, 
Um, we probably need a left-handed middle infielder to add to those options. I think the outfield could use a left-handed hitter and uh, we need an extra catcher. So that's, that's basically, I think, the uh, areas of need. So with all that in mind, let's go into the outlook. So let's go into the draft. So this is, um, I, again, based on the research I've done, I've come up with six picks. So the Dragons almost always pick six players. They last time they picked seven or six or, sorry, seven or more was in 2014. And that was possibly one of the worst drafts in re recent history. The, um, I think all of those players have now left the organization. Um, yeah, it was a great year. Granted, it was a while ago now, but um, a lot of those players did not make an impact at all. Um, but anyway, that was under uh, Hiromitsu Ochiai's GM tenure, but uh, this year it's going to be a bit different. This is a, you know, just to, as a disclaimer, like I have had so much difficulty trying to come up with a decent draft that I think is both realistic and gets the team what they need. I Obviously, the scouting team um, with the Dragons is much more knowledgeable than me and knows what their needs are in more acute ways. Um, so I'm just really guessing. <laughs> um, anything beyond like the first two rounds, I think, is complete guesswork. Um, even the f second round is probably just guessing. But um, I'll just give you my thoughts and if i get two of them right out of the six i think i'll be pretty happy with myself to be honest so first up um who I, this is someone i mentioned in the the original draft preview is yuhei sotani so he's from nara uh, he's a left-handed picture of Hakuo university and we've talked a little bit about him already but essentially he fulfills that need for a relatively ready to go starting pitcher who's a lefty um, I think the team would be very happy to have him as an option. And look, if he doesn't work out, he'd probably be pretty good out of the bullpen. My only concern is that his pitch mix is a little bit limited, um, but I'm not exactly sure of the quality of those secondary pitches. So, um, you know, he might have a Mariano Rivera level cutter. Probably not. But, um, you know, the slider and the cutter might be a better quality than I think. Um, I haven't seen him pitch, so I can't really comment. But um, that's what this, the, the, the scout reports are saying, that his um, secondary stuff is pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I pick Sawadani as uh, first round pick, and it's possible the Dragons will get a clear run at him um, if they go with him first up. Although a high upside left-handed pitcher, a starter prospect, would probably attract more attention than just one team. It just depends if their needs are somewhere else. Uh, next up, I've got Ken Sawai. So Ken Sawai is a um, an Aichi native. From, he's an outfielder at Chukyo University. I like the look of this guy. He can. He's a slugger. Um, gets lots of extra bases. He's got a full swing. Gets lots of distance on the ball when he hits it. He can spray it across the field, and he's a good base runner to boot. Um, kind of chunky. He's 182 centimeters tall, which I think is about six foot and 100 kilo, which puts him around the 200 pound mark. Um, so he's a big boy, but I think as a corner infield, a corner outfielder, he'd be a really handy pickup. And he could, he'd add a good foil, I think, to let's say the future outfield of, uh, what was I think? Um, Kenta Bright, Yuki Okabayashi, Kosuke Ukai. Um, 
well, you maybe in this in by that time Ukai will um maybe we'll have the DH in the Central League, so maybe Ukai will be a DH. But um yeah, I think he'd just be a good option. I think it's always good to have platoon options anyway. And I think a left handed bat in the outfield um would be a good option. Moving on, I've got Koki Yoshino. Um, so Koki Yoshino is a right-handed pitcher from Toyota. Um, I sort of threw him in because I couldn't really find anyone else of that I thought, like I couldn't find an infielder that I thought would be realistic that would stay until the third round. I did find someone that probably more likely to be picked a bit later. Um, it would fit a bit better. Um, but Yoshino is, I think, a decent uh possible relief pitcher that the team can pick up. Um, it looks as though that he induces a lot of ground balls with his fork ball, but he can throw, uh, he can top out 150 kilometers an hour, which I think is about 93, um, with a cutter, a curve ball, and a fork ball, and his control's quite good. So um, he's not too tall, 176 centimeter, 80 kilo. Um, what's that, like 150 something pounds and five foot seven-ish. But I still think, you know, a decent talent that's um, worth going after, and it just bolsters the options in the bullpen, probably, um, or even as a possible starter. So I think the team, you know, you, you never have enough arms. You never know who's going to be rubbish next year, um, so or good. So I think just having an extra option um, to replace someone like uh, Mark Ishida or just something like that would be uh, handy. So next, uh, number four, is my infielder option. I've got Kaito Muramatsu of Meiji University. He's, he can play shortstop, but he's more of a second baseman. Uh, he's a native from Shizuoka. Um, pretty speedy player. He's got a big, he's got a strong swing, which I kind of like. He can sort of, what do I want to say? It's not sort of trying to place it into the gaps. He's really trying to get a bit of power behind it um, to get maybe um, those extra bases. He can go opposite field and he can steal bases as well. Um, it's quite diminutive at 171 centimeters, which puts him around 5'4", I want to say, and 76 kilograms. Um, so he's your very typical um, lightweight, left-handed hitting shortstop kind of guy. Um, but yeah, I think there's um, a bit of upside to him. If he's a de half-decent defender, then um, the team will be lucky to have him. Next up, so catcher, Yuta Ishii from Miyaken. He's... Um, a kinky university product. Kinky. I think they call it Kindai. Now, don't they, to avoid that, um, the joke. Um, he's a good defender, strong arm. Um, surprisingly not known for his hitting, but has a 900 OPS in the Kansai University Leagues. Uh, 178 centimeters, 84 kilos. So that puts him at, what, 5'9"-ish and 160-odd um, pound. Um, I, 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 as I sort of said, the, the, dra the Dragons don't really need a um, a catcher who's good. They've got a few different, um, <laughs> that sounds really rude, but they don't need someone who can contribute soon. But um, They really just need someone to uh, do the bullpen sessions and things like that. Um, and Ishii, I think, has enough upside to possibly be a top team catcher one day, but um, not at the sort of level where you'd expect him to be uh, challenging uh, Takuya Kinoshita in his first year or anything like that. So I th that's why I've selected him a bit lower. I don't think the need is there. Um, 
And yeah, I've got him at five. I think he'll be decent, a good defending catcher, a good foil for maybe Taisei Mia, or as a sort of similar aged, defensively minded catcher. And lastly, I've got a left-handed pitcher, left-handed high school pitcher called Akio Moriyama. He's from Tokushima and Anan Hikari High School. He tops out at 148 kilometers an hour, but he throws a slider, a cutter, a curveball, and a changeup. So he's got a good pitch mix. So potential there to be a, um, a starter with that with that pitch mix, but um, who knows? He's 18, so <laughs> I won't expect anything. And the, going in the sixth round, it's complete lottery. Um, he's got decent control. Um, he's kind of tallish, 182 centimeter, 82 kilo. I think that puts him at 5'11 or something, and uh, 160 pounds. And uh, yeah, just lefty. Um, I thought would be just handy to throw in there. I think the team often go like an outfielder in the sixth round, but um, I don't know. I couldn't find another left-handed pitcher that I thought would be better or would go. We'd be able to get in the higher rounds. So hence why I've gone with Moriyama here at the six. So that still fulfills that need of having another lefty in the system. Um, but it's not quite the upside that you'd probably prefer, particularly when guys like Hiroto Fuku is um, are struggling a little bit. Um, Toshi Okada as well, Shotaro Kasara um, is another. So I'm not sure it's exactly what the team needs, but um, I thought... That would this this sort of draft the way I've set it out is probably enough. So once again, I've got um, Ryuhei Sotani as the first round pick. Ken Sawai as a second round pick. I will just add with Sawai that the Giants seem kind of interested in a college level outfielder, and if they miss out on Arsenal, they may well go in for Sawai in the first round. So um, it's pretty important that the uh, the Dragons try and pick him up in the second round if. He's available. Um, there are a number of other options if he does go in the first round, but um, that's. But I don't have the time to go over all the possible options. Um, I've got Koki Yoshino in the third round, who's a right-handed pitcher from Toyota. Kaito Muramatsu, who is a infielder from Meiji University. Yuta Ishii, the catcher from Kinki University, and Akio Moriyama the left-handed pitcher from Ananhikari High School. So a very um, early 20s heavy draft, only one high schooler, which maybe makes it slightly unrealistic because the Dragons like their high school talents, um, particularly pitchers. But um, I think this is fairly balanced and it addresses the team need um, now. So um, let me know what you think. Um, the draft, I will post this on the, the blog and you will be able to comment at the uh, the bottom of the the post. So um, please give me your comments and thoughts about maybe what the dragons, what you think the dragons need. Um, or uh, I'll probably post this to Reddit as well. So um, feel free to discuss in the Reddit post as well. I'm really keen to know what your ideas are because um, I'm coming up with all this stuff by myself. So. That's about it. So once again, the draft is on the 20th of October. It's usually like 5 p.m. or something. I think the draft starts uh, 5 p.m. JST, that is, and uh, Japanese Standard Time. Um, you, as I say, the draft, the uh, the options for watching it are probably best to be Sports Bull, or um, as I say, just check with NPB Reddit on the day, um, or maybe have a look through Twitter 
on the day as well because there might be someone asking the same question. Um, it's always fun, particularly sort of the festival atmosphere for the first round. Lots of people interested, and that's often where the public broadcasts then cut out as after the first round's been done. Um, but uh, if you're really interested in seeing who your team will pick up, um, I will be watching as well. And uh, there's a good chance that um, uh, what's uh, our friend Deanne Rubin, who's uh, the the college college um, talent knower of things, um, although she probably hasn't had a chance to come see the guys recently because of COVID. Um, she quite often does a blog um, of the draft, like a live blog. Um, best to look up hers. I can't remember the name of her blog offhand. Um, but uh, I think it's called it We Love Fighters or something. I can't remember. Um, but she, she's someone to follow probably um, on Twitter on the draft day. MPB Reddit as well, of course. And um, I won't be posting anything on Twitter, but I might be active in a, in a Reddit thread depending on my schedule. Um, so I'm still pretty busy in Okinawa doing stuff. So uh, it will might collide with my schedule depending on how things go. Um, I guess I'll touch on a couple of other minor things regarding the Dragons. They started their Phoenix League campaign in Miyazaki. So the Phoenix League is sort of this, um, I guess, fall league, fall instructional league kind of thing, where the teams send mostly younger players or some older players that need tuning up to uh, play some extra games against um, other NPB teams. And the Dragons, um, I don't know the results, but... The Kota Ishibashi hit a three-run home run in his first game, and Yuma Fukumoto hit a two-run home run in the second game. So it's, I mean, that's encouraging, nonetheless, considering our struggles with uh, with power hitting. So um, that's been good to hear. Uh, otherwise, I'm trying to think there's something else. Uh, yes, Tatsunami actually had a meeting with the owner, um, Oshima uh, Uejiro. Um, he basically, Tatsunami basically apologised for the terrible season that we had, but um, after talks it sounds like Tatsunami is going to go to the Dominican Republic to assess um, the, assess the uh, foreign bat options over there, or just foreign options in Dominica. So my concern with that is we kind of have a lot of foreign players as it is with the Cuban connections. Um, Ariel Martinez and Pedro Revere and uh, even Guillermo Garcia can all play sort of that left field role. And if you're going to have Oshima and uh, Okabayashi in the same team, it seems sort of difficult to know where you're going to fit them. Um, I'd be keen to see maybe a Dominican second baseman um, who can hit the power. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know if such a player is available, but that'd be um, interesting. And uh, maybe even someone, you know, who could, well, who could probably play the infield, so even third base would be keen because um, we don't know when Taka Ishka uh, or what condition he's going to come back in. So we probably need a bit of insurance there. Otherwise, it's going to be Shuhei or Abe there at third base every week, which would suck. So, um, yeah, that's, that's I think, the basic Dragons news. Um, apart from that, the, uh, what was it, the divisional series are starting today. Um, well, the climax. What is it? Climax E series. So the uh, the Tigers are playing the Swallows in Jingu, and then we've got the uh, Buffaloes and the Hawks are playing at Kyocero Dome. Um, be really interesting to see who wins these games. It might be a rematch of next year, or it might be a um, a completely different matchup altogether. I, I'd love to see the Tigers and the Buffaloes um, in the playoffs, which I think was a possibility last year as well. 
um, just simply because it'd be a great sort of Kansai derby kind of atmosphere. I'm sort of I'm still supporting the Tigers. I hope they um, sort of break their uh, their bad luck and get to the Japan Series for the first time since I believe 2003. That'd be great to see. Um, I don't have anything particularly against the Tigers except for when we play them and they don't lose. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's. Um, I hope that they do well. Um, I'm not particularly optimistic because the Swallows are so strong at home. But um, the, from my understanding, the Tigers actually have a fairly good record at Jingu this year. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, there's enough power in that lineup to make take advantage of the uh, the smaller ground, and the pitching is pretty good. I think probably at least comparable to the Swallows. So it'll be um, interesting to see how that series plays out. Um, I'm, I'm keen for a Tigers-Buffaloes final. Uh, Tigers-Buffaloes Japan series. That'd, that'd, um, yeah, there'd be a lot of Nandi Anens that would be uh, exciting to see. All right. Well, um, I'll put a pin in it there. It's been probably close to an hour now of me chatting. So um, I hope you learned something at least about the draft or at least got a bit of a consciousness over who might be selected in that first round. And... Um, yeah, it'll be really good to uh, see, you know, who eventually gets picked. Um, I will do my best to do a little bit of a summary when the uh, the curtain closes on the draft. Uh, I will definitely do a review of the Dragons picks, and I may talk about some of the other talking points in that first round, um, any surprising first round picks or um, anything like that. Um, if you are particularly keen on learning about your player or the team that you're uh, so the player that your team picked up, let me know, and I can um, spend some time talking about them. So, But the aim at the moment is to have that done about a week or so, within a week of the draft concluding, so in about two weeks' time. I This will probably be my last podcast until then, um, unless I feel particularly inspired to uh, do something else, some other form of analysis. So I hope this uh, ties you over, um, and I uh, hope... Um, even without the images, this um, you get a bit of about you've had a better idea of um, some of the top talents of the draft this year. So once again, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you again another time. Bye.